1: Hi there, my name is Connor Lowe, and I'm the live stream technician for the YouTube version of this show, and let's call it editor of the podcast. The same one you're listening to, that's right, this is five things in the Bad Dog Comedy podcast feed. Uh, This is the last episode of season two, hosted by the incredible Andrea Marston, but stick around because we've got more Great Bad Dog Podcasts coming to you. Uh, We've got Out of the Dark Storytelling with Jill Welsh coming next. It's really great. And I'm sure if you listen, you know that these shows are also available live on YouTube. So check us out there, Bad Dog Comedy Podcasts. And uh, please... Uh, We'd really appreciate it if you did all that podcast stuff, like rating us five stars on Apple Podcasts and uh, subscribing if you haven't already. And um, I already said it, but I'll say it again. Check us out on YouTube. Not only do we have these shows, we've got some of your Sonar podcast faves uh, doing live recordings. uh, Shows like Happy Good with Chris Locke. Shows like Nostalgique with Abba Amakwondo and Ben Sosa-Wright. And shows... That I will keep a surprise. It's going to be a mystery until you check us out. Check us out. Bad Dog Comedy TV on YouTube. Hi there. This is Connor Lowe. I'm the live stream technician for the YouTube version of the show, etc., etc. Boy, is this ever embarrassing. I'm just hopping in before the show to say earlier that I said, check us out on YouTube, Bad Dog Comedy Podcast. That's this. You're already listening to it. Check us out on YouTube, Bad Dog Comedy TV. Should I have... Just re-recorded it? Sure. But this works too. And, you know, without further ado, it's the podcast you wanted to listen to. Five things!
0: as connor every week has typed into the google chat on the intro of the show thank you so much to connor who's the tech of this podcast of this live show pretty much of my life connor is teching my life honestly thank you um welcome to bad dog tv everybody this amazing internet place that is keeping live comedy alive Woohoo! If you'd like to support live comedy, heck, why don't we just get this out of the way now? Cause I'm gonna bring it up so many times. Go to baddogtheater.com slash five things and give us a little donation so we can keep these amazing shows going. Woohoo! woo. Um okay, we- Oh, today's the season finale, and I'm going to have to get that horn sound on my phone somehow, because I'm going to have such withdrawals. Also, probably, just like Connor, we're going to have to FaceTime <laughs> once a week or something. I don't know. I'm really going to miss this show. I've had such a great uh, season. A season. This is the sixth and final show of this um spree of shows asking five questions i'm putting five in air quotes because um guess what i always ask more <laughs> i cannot be controlled i cannot and i will not be controlled but i can and i will if somebody tells me to do something else different so yeah um i want to tell you about all the five things i've learned during these weeks of of, of doing this show um but mercury in retrograde I just have to have a minute for it. I'm going to take a minute about Mercury retrograding until June 22nd, I think it is. And we're also we're also like in an eclipse thing and something's going on. And usually I'm like, whatever. I'm I'm a tank. I can handle any of this. I can handle I can for sure handle this. Um, I tonight today. No, today it was like, no, you're not going to sleep. You're going to hurt your back opening a window. You're not going to handle it. But I refuse to be stuck in that um, lack mentality. So here I go with abundance and telling you the five things I learned on this amazing show I get to do. So That's the horn of abundance. Horn of abundance? Yeah. Oh, um, I want to hear another horn first. Because if you're in the chat, I would just love, love to hear this other horn. So uh, the only way this horn happens is if you smash that like button. If you smash that like. Oh, thank you. Oh, yes. Going to need that horn on my phone, too. Horned up for horns over here on Bad Dog TV. Andrew Marston. Um, Yeah, I've learned a lot. I also, this show has been such a good like tool for me to get back out into socializing in the post-pandemic world because I'm out of practice and all my practice is right here. So thank you. Um, uh, let's see. First, we had Anessa on. And Anessa, um, Anessa taught me about just bringing fun to every moment I'm in. And I try. Sometimes, even when my, my back is spasming now, and I'm like, no, we're partying, Bring fun to every moment. Um, we had Fat Al who taught me just how to be cool and how to like rap. Still working on that. Still working on that. I'm not going to sample anything right here, right now. Um, and Cassie Wano taught me how to say her not- name right after literally five years of knowing her. I learned that. I learned that I have a place to stay in Baltimore because Blue uh, was on here, and we were, I I just made that I'm staying at Blue. I'm staying at your house, Blue. Blue, pick up your phone. Blue? Okay, she's she'll she'll I'll call her later. She's she's gonna let me stay at her house. Um I know I had more guests than that. Ave okay, the production coordinator for this show is a musical theater genius. Avery Jean Brennan. They are doing a show right now called No Country for They and Them. Go check that out. Google that, find that. These are five things I've really was that five. I think those are five things. I really got to get that right. Yeah, I did it. Connor with the horns and the counting. Um, Hornedupforhorns.com is a thing. Connor looked it for me. Oh, it's available domains. Okay, well, this is where I go after this show. To create a website about Horned Up for Horns. I'm sure there's like a, there's a niche market for that. And probably it's me. Probably it's me. Oh my God. me that's how I find my soulmate. My other one, other person in this world who's horned up for, for horns. Um, until then, it's just my cat who you will hear meowing maybe throughout the show. That's exciting, right? Okay. We're at the final show, the season finale of five things. And I have such uh, an amazing guest of mine, just a real improv inspiration of mine. <laughs> looking for love. Email Andrea at hornedupforhorns.com. Thank you, Connor. Honestly, looking for love try that email or you could find DM me slide. I've never had, no, that's true. I have had people slide into my DMS at pop goes Andrea. And honestly, it's never what you want when somebody slides into your DM. It's like sugar daddies. And I'm like, I provide my own sugar, sir. Um, so Maybe horned up is my way to get horned up. You know what? I was going to say, you know what horns me up, but I don't think that's an appropriate way to introduce a guest. Even though this guest is an improv inspiration of mine, I she was literally in the funniest um, piece of improv I've ever seen in my whole uh, life. Um, Katie Cops. I'll never, I'll never stop talking about Katie Cops. It was exquisite. She played the villain. It was amazing. Um, She is in the Oscar movie spotlight, which I saw and I loved and (laughs) so good. Um, And I'm just, she's cool. And I'm honestly like, I, I saw the show she did with um, Daphne Joseph, Never Have I Ever, and I was like, "Damn, that was like she's the kind of person I wish I was friends with in high school." And we'll get to that later. But let's bring out Paloma Nuñez, woohoo! Yeah, hello. Bow, 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 bow. Those words are good, right? Like, oh. there's it just makes me feel like oh, I'm doing something right. <laughs> I think I it's wish, a ringtone. I think you
2: should. You're right. You're like, oh, and,
0: someone's calling. You know what I mean? Me? <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. Someone's calling. Yeah. Um, as soon as I get married, that's my husband's. Ooh. That's what he's going to get. He's going to get a horned up horn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> horned up horn. I'm so excited to have you here. Just a, the letter A from Sarah hey, Hillier. Sarah Hillier. <laughs> Hi, um anyways I'm so because oh kitty cat cops that's your fellow Ah. kitty cat cop is here um honestly I love cats and I love improv at such equal levels of like enthusiasm that when they were brought together in a cop drama um (laughs) I was like okay well I'm never gonna see anything else ever again that's gonna like tickle all my my like internal pickles you know so like I was very into it so I'm very excited to have you here oh
2: man to do that show again it's still I w- do we tape it I don't know if there's a tape of it
0: anywhere there is and I've watched <gasps>
2: it <laughs> several times
0: I need to see Connor. it I need to Connor it. has it Connor okay. has it he'll I will try to get it to you because honestly you should be so proud you should be so proud I know you were in an Oscar <laughs> movie but yeah. I think this this, this was, this this was, was, a, was my
2: spotlight was someone else's vision. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um it's, yeah, so good. Um thing one, let's get into it, Because okay. I usually ask a million questions and really not five at all. So I'm already getting fogged up because I'm so excited. <laughs> um so thing one, um, I'm always curious because you're an you're a really good actor, but you're also like the funniest person I in the community I think like one of the funny or people so I'm always curious did you start off in comedy and improv or theater or like how did how did it stem because you seem good at multiple things so I'm just like, where did it start oh that's
2: very nice and I hate compliments so great hide <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. <laughs> um,
2: I didn't have a ton of formal uh, dramatic training but I felt like like I did a little in university. I went to University of Guelph and uh, it was more of like an academic program than a theater school program. But I did a lot of like stuff there with Judith Thompson, who's a famous Canadian playwright. Shout out Judith Thompson. Judith Thompson. Um, and she was amazing. So I took it very seriously because she takes it very seriously. And then um, when I was done, I moved to Burlington and a friend of mine that I went to university with was like, we should take these classes at Second City. And it's really fun and we did, and we did level A together and it was unbelievable fun. I'm sure as everyone who's ever taken a level A class who's still doing improv is like, oh, it changed my life. It was a blast. And she got pregnant and had a baby and has a wonderful life. And then I was just like, well, I'm going to keep doing this. So over (laughs) like a year, I did A through E like all over the place. And so I'd say a little bit of drama. But yeah. I, most of my bulk, like I feel at home with like improv and comedy. Mm-hmm
0: with comedy that's amazing so how uh, this is thing too because i'm trying okay. to be more efficient with my questions because somebody uh, connor says i ask a lot of questions that's great connor i do <laughs> it's thing too um which is re- rolling off thing one so how so like when you're on like set i i've yet to be on set i'm dreaming one day i'll be on set folks you uh, need to <laughs> hire andrea marcel right now what a charming
2: <laughs> delightful hilarious woman honestly thank you thank oh. you so
0: much thank you so, so much. bring a lot to your show so I, oh, I a- thank you thank you so much for the oh, that was tonight. Gonna- these horns are gonna make me cry today <laughs> <laughs> um how do you bring um improv on set like how does it help you like when you are acting like what are the tools that you use that you have like built in your improv to set to
2: um i feel like uh a lot of the time improv can just kind of help maybe with the people that you work with so it helps you you know how we're kind of good at being like "Ah, ah-ha-ha and joking around and making like small talk and kind of i think a lot of it is also for me but it's for your your fellow uh performers just kind of like breaking the ice and making everyone feel relaxed and like laughing and i think maybe that's why a lot of us have turned to comedy in our lives and have done comedy is because we're like, I used it as a coping mechanism in social situations <laughs> and here's a perfect example. Um, but yeah, I think it makes me feel really comfortable when everyone else is laughing and we kind of just all get to establish a trust.
1: But as far nice. as like
2: the work goes, um, I guess it's all improv to me if you think about it. It's like, yeah, the line is like, the doctor will see you now because I've played a lot of nurses. Um, <laughs> but like how, why are they saying it or how they're saying it and even the stuff in between the lines like the attitude with which you can bring it there's so many options and i think that's why improvisers are amazing in like auditions and stuff because they find they're open, like malleable and open to the moment of like i can change it to this or i can change it to this um or finding little buttons and little like zingers yeah. that you can add in and not always even for a joke but more just for like a complete button or a to show like you're really locked into whatever the the yeah. moment is, whatever that happens to you.
0: I actually took a a class from you called subtlety and Sul- subtext once. And oh my goodness! It yeah. was a, it was a while ago. It was a long time. <laughs> like I think it was like three or four years ago mm-hmm. but i i do an exercise that literally is what you were talking about that i stole from you and i i credit you every time don't worry about it <laughs> I, um, I probably you. you're stole gonna it have from someone else credit you're gonna to have a million one. dollars in your improv bank account because <laughs> i teach um it's called the good morning fucko game of just that's like a,
2: that's stolen from susan messing so i gotta <laughs> shout out to that beautiful woman from chicago yeah yeah mm.
0: Nice. I love, I love the stolen teachings of improv that we pass on nice. and on. And, on. and honest,
2: we're honest about it, aren't we? <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, cause I'm always like, when you taught it, to, I remember when anybody teaches me something that like blows my mind marbles, I'm like, Whoa, this is so good. Because it's like, you can just like sit next to each other and like react. It was all about like reaction and like slowly building something out of a reaction. And now like when i see you in things i remember that you taught me that so i watched uh i saw you in handmaid's tale as the doctor Oh. and i was like clone is giving that uh good morning fucko face you know <laughs> you're like you were giving such good face in handmaids just so you know I just really completely- i, I pod- can't i can't enjoy myself
2: for a, at least a hundred watches and then maybe i can watch it yeah nice so i've only seen it once and i was like ew i hate myself <laughs>
0: I feel like hilariously this is a podcast on the Sonar network. I feel like that about my voice. <laughs> so everybody I <else laughs> listen to my voice but yeah, when I hear my own voice I'm like, "Oh boy.
2: But I sound like that? People want to talk to me? I know I'm like, But you you sound great.
0: I just Thank you. I, I also I feel like I'm gargling um spit constantly is how I feel like sound. What a description. Yum. Yeah um yeah uh yeah so that's I'm so glad I got to ask you that question because I remembered that class and yeah it was amazing and I think you give really great face when you act just so you know thank you yeah I gotta remember my face when I'm auditioning because I think I just stand there with a completely straight face and I'm just all hands you're all just, hands. Just all hands. So, yeah, uh, you know, the hand acting. No I'm, trying, I'm
2: like, am I too big with my eyeballs or like my eyebrows are everywhere? So I think we're all having these things that we're thinking about. Like, look at me. I'm <laughs> all hands right now. But um, I think that that's, that's, that's that kind that of question. common that we're picking at each other, ourselves about stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, that made me feel nice. Thank you so much for telling me that. <laughs> yeah. I think it's <laughs> um, my third question has to do with your husband, Kevin Whalen. <gasps> um, I. Shout for- out, Kevin! Horns for Kevin, for sure. Um, <laughs> I remember one of the first times I saw you both improvise together, and like you were really in the scene. I actually did not know you were married at this time, but I like saw, I saw a little like look between you guys where you're like ah, we're we're fucking with each other this is fine because we're both fucking with each. and then afterwards I found out you were married and I I it's all I wanted in the world I just manifest that kind of fuckery on stage with somebody I can bear so yeah I just what is it like to improvise with um your husband and what is it like to like live with an improviser on a day-to-day basis
2: oh wow uh I think Kevin is one of the funniest most uh like uh, um, like easy people to watch. Easy as in like, I think you watch him and you immediately feel safe and that this person is going to take care of you and you don't have to worry about that. And I mean that in an audience perspective. Yeah. And I found that he's so good at biding his time for what is like amazing. Like, And I, I've always noticed that about him. I'm like, how does that look so easy? The guy hasn't said anything and then he'll just like, just burn the house down with like one huge zinger that's so observational and so poignant that he was listening the whole time and he's not just a wallflower, he's incredible. So I remember being super intimidated to improvise with him at the beginning, but now it's unbelievable trust is what it is. And he's so like, Oh, I'll go anywhere you want, and he'll always have something incredible to add to it. So he's very, he's a very generous, generous scene partner.
0: Nice. Um- yeah, I, he's so funny. He's one of the funniest, yeah, people I know. Just, I, I literally, yeah, the second funniest thing I saw after Kitty Cat Cops was an S&P set, but don't oh. tell him that I've rated this, but it is second. Absolutely. But it was, because Kevin, yeah, like, there was, like, this whole physical scene where nobody said anything and then he <gasps> said one line at the end that made it all make sense, and yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, that was very funny. So, yeah, I see that, definitely. And at home, do you, do you have I just imagine you just doing bits and doing like line games and shit <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a nerd. I'm looking for a very niche person in my life. But and they like, have
2: to be able to play line games. <laughs> line
0: games. We gotta do 99. Cook
2: and <laughs> be hilarious. Yes, yes. Oh yes. yeah, yeah. We do all kinds of silly bits. We um, especially with our friends and stuff, but we even started, and I started like Nunez acting school, which is a silly bit that I do. And it was really born out of like moments of just him and I hanging out and like we'll watch a show um, because we audition a lot or a commercial. And then we'll like pause it and be like, what a horrible thing for an actor to have to do, like being so (laughs) earnest about something or so like, I just wet myself. You know, there's like a poise pads commercial, like just some humiliating stuff that, you know, people have had to do to get bookings or on TV. And we'll just like make each other do that or give dramatic lines that we have to say. So we do do that just as fun, but also we have two kids now. So I think it's a lot, I love this show here, Kevin's (laughs) a big fan. Hi, Kevin. (laughs) Um, Now I feel like it's it's a lot of like, let's grind it out with the kids and figuring that out. And then a lot of like, Open mouthed, staring each other, (laughs) just like exhausted. Exhausted, Um, but still, you know, he's the one person I can still talk to endlessly. I that guy probably knows every dang story I've ever had, and I still feel like we'll always have always have a bunch of stuff to talk about. And it's great to have somebody that makes you laugh no matter what. That that doesn't age. That doesn't go away. You know? Yeah,
0: yeah. I have all the guys on Tinder asking me to. Hey, you want to tell me a joke? And I'm like ten dollars please um yeah. so like inspire I, me Inspiring. give me a word give me a word <laughs> yeah. Sorry. um yeah uh, you you two every time i watch you play together because like from that first time and i noticed that i just like wait for it like they're gonna especially in moonstruck um i was i watched many a moonstruck and well, thank you yeah you, you all find the fun uh, that cast finds the fun together so fast like and no questioning of like what you're doing just like straight into it and i it's my uh favorite kind of improv so when everybody jumps in um you talked about improv like being an influence on set um so thing number four is how is improv like being I'm just really leaning into improv because I love improv and Me I'm too. doing improv after this and I'm obsessed and I'm obsessed with the way you do improv so I just want to know how do you bring it to your life how do you bring it to like um mothering how do you bring it to like your friendships you said On set, it makes you like comfortable with everybody, makes it easy to like relate with people. Is that kind of the same in your day to day life?
2: Yeah, I guess I, you know, use comedy to make people feel relaxed and comfortable. And when they feel relaxed, then I think I can feel relaxed. And like, this is sometimes I'm not even always aware of like why or how I do things, but that's like a guess. You know, I feel like a lot of us use comedy for breaking down barriers and and comfort because sometimes maybe social interactions feel awkward or weird. Um, I think I just try to like, I don't know, I wish I was as great of an improviser in my daily life as I am like on stage, like as applying to rules, not saying I'm a great improviser on stage, but more like the rules that like, oh, I'm on stage and we do this. But sometimes life is like more stressful and complicated. So I feel like it's not, I'm not always as great at. Using those things as I should. Yeah, um, I still constantly try not to interrupt people, but I'm very much an interrupter because I'm so excited by what people are saying. and want to be like, yeah, and then this, and then I'm like, just shut up and let them finish what they're saying.
1: <laughs> so
2: <laughs> there's I'm, still areas of- Palomi's got to work more. But with kids, hmm, they're so dang playful. They're so open yeah. and imaginative. It's it's wild, and and so I, I think you know I've played like ridiculous characters chasing them around. Like I had this like pirate red beard. We have a red beard in our tickle trunk and do ridiculous stuff like that. Lots of fun reading and voices making up songs. Just Are they
0: more like, goofy. do you think, cause you do all that stuff with them? and like, I've seen Oscar on stage before, so I know he's very charming and very quick-witted. So like, do you think that like instills that in them when, cause you're like always like in play mode with them? Well, not always, I'm sure there's like regular life day modes, but, but that you, did you think you like, Nurture that like sense of play in them a bit more than maybe other parents do?
2: Maybe, yeah. I think we're a lot goofier and sillier. And so sometimes the challenge is like, whoa, whoa, now I mean it. And they're like, well, you know, like poor them. They're like, how do I figure out when you're done and it's serious and now it's not? And our friends are so goofy too. So I think they're just, maybe believe adults to be kind of open and silly and wild and playful and engage with them and then then they meet some adults that aren't improvisers and they're probably like oh uh, well,
0: yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah um that's awesome um and i also oh the i want to read something in here oh uh, transfer ownership yeah, you got mm-hmm. you
2: own hornyforhorns.com now.
0: <laughs> I own a cert hello, Connor. Thank you for making a purchase from Google. much oh, <laughs> Connor Google. has bought hornyforhorns.com. <laughs> um, maybe that's a show coming to Bad Dog TV some point.
2: It sounds Cocoa, like Coco.
0: Hello. Um, yeah, it'd be starting. I hope it would be starting uh Paloma Nunez, Kevin Wales. <laughs> everybody who loves horns in the community, just come and get horned up for horns with me. And everybody who's horny, let's be <laughs> Yeah, honestly, I was gonna go into a whole post-pandemic dream I have, but which is just a bunch of group sex with horns. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> just horns. Group sex. Um, Speaking of being a bad girl. (laughs) Mm, Oh, yeah, yeah. This Uh, is the one you were waiting for. I'm really, this is all, I I hope we saved half an hour at least for this part. (laughs) Oh, God. So, um, yeah, I watched an episode of Never Have I Ever with Daphne Joseph on Bad Dog TV. And you were talking about, like, you just mentioned, you casually brought it up in questions too, just, like, um, bad things you'd done as a teenager. And then I think you also posted this picture where you look, like, very gothic and, like, like, um, angry. And I, as a teen, I, I just remember this picture. Oh yeah. And- the <laughs> black and white one where I got,
2: those were my headshots that I got where with a, with a uh, hairdresser that now I realize I think the whole scenario is a bit sketchy. I was like 14 or 15. It's like, yeah, I'll take your pictures. You know, <laughs> may, maybe that
0: shouldn't have happened.
2: <laughs> I mean, I kept I'll... my clothes on and there was never like a take your clothes off, but like, what's a, a like, I don't know
0: yeah Uh, it feels something you think now (laughs) as an adult like yeah what was I? um so the five these are five rapid fire questions oh boy um but go into as much detail as you want because i think you're the kind of person i would really want to be friends with and would help i used to help like bad kids get away with things (laughs) in high school but i was very good on the surface so what are five of like the baddest kid things you did when you were, like, growing up in Sudbury, you said, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. I grew up in Sudbury, so there's not much to do there.
0: Okay. Uh, which makes Especially
2: as a young teen. Nice. And uh, so hobbies included drinking alcohol and getting old other people to buy us beer. Very young. Be starting one. very young. Nice. Um, that's one thing. <laughs> no, this isn't one. Okay. So you Ooh. need the five things that I did? Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. I want the five bad things, but this that's is the-
2: just... First one that popped into my head was me and my friends. Uh, this is I'm probably admitting to a crime. A friend of mine and I didn't want to do this history test, so we called in a bomb threat to our school, <laughs> <laughs> and we did a silly poem like TikTok, TikTok or something. Like we made it rhyme, like for sure, inspired by some creepy like serial killer movie. And then we were like, and we called in from a payphone from across the city from where none of us live. And then we went to school that day, I guess somehow, like all that dedication it took to making <laughs> this illegal move probably would have been like solved if we just spent that dedication energy on studying, but we didn't and it was a big history test. Um, so we called it in and then we sat around school and I did see a cop there, but the test went forward and
1: nothing, nobody, <laughs> they didn't close the
0: school. So, so you then, didn't get busted and you still had to do the test
2: although I just confessed to it so yes. I, I may be arrested what's the statute I, of limitations on I then? think
0: none of this ever happened <laughs> this is all improvised uh oh a bond bond statute of limitations <laughs> we're looking it up <laughs> um that's a statu- yeah Connor's looking this up are we good Connor does has enough time passed um
2: yeah cause maybe- it's like tiny writing so hopefully well hopefully yeah. I'm okay cause otherwise we'll look up a lawyer
0: maybe after <laughs> yeah yeah maybe Just, i'll need to
2: get a lawyer hopefully one <laughs> doesn't mind donating some money towards my jerk thing your children are watching <laughs> <gasps> well that's then i good can and- confess to these things you have to plug their ears second thing i did earmuffs
0: first, kevin whelan please first time
2: i tried drugs i did acid
0: oh, <laughs> <laughs> at
2: like a school dance so nice so how that was old were you insane. how old i probably like 15 or 16.
0: dang sudberry so was crazy, And then I
2: smoked like weed and you know how like that happens sometimes. Some people you're just like, I don't feel anything. Yeah, I think it took a while for me to actually feel it. And I'm very interested in the science of that. If there's a Google that wants to happen on that. The um, first couple
0: times I smoked weed, I also didn't, but I don't think I was inhaling right now that I smoke so much weed and I know how to get high. So <laughs> yeah. but, like, I think I was inhaling wrong. But I, I smoked
2: cigarettes. Doing. So I knew how to inhale. Oh, well, here's another bad one. I taught my cousin who has (laughs) asthma because she was smoking, but she wasn't inhaling. And I'm like, you're not inhaling. (laughs) And so I taught her and now like she has asthma and like some lung issues. And I was like, Jesus, pull!" like way to teach her cousin. She could have just kept smoking and not actually been hurting herself. So there, I'll (laughs) add that to my list. The one thing you're probably remembering is um, I live near train tracks and they kind of uh, were between downtown and like my neighborhood. Um, and so I don't know why once we were drunk and we ran onto the tracks and there's all these different tracks and they used to take trains and like bang them to like, move them along the track.
1: Um,
2: and there was a train going by and we were like partway downtown and we needed to get further to one direction. So we hopped on the train on the outside and, and like rode it for a bit. And then jumped off.
0: How long is a bit? (laughs) Because that's wild. That's wild. Yeah.
2: Oh, I don't know. It was like 15, 16, 17. So 35 years ago. I'm just kidding. I'm not oh, no, not I was going
0: to say, way. I thought you said how. <laughs> so I asked how long did you like hop on a ride for? And first I thought you said six hours. And mm-hmm. I was like, dang. I'm like, where did you end up?
2: <laughs> but I think probably like five minutes. Five they minutes. don't go that fast.
0: No. And what were you like all saying to each other <laughs> when you're on
2: it was just yeah. like oh run and grab and catch on with your friends and then we also what was dangerous at times was that you we crawled through the thing. so I'm like you can't always go past the train so we had to like crawl under them and that's what was dangerous is cuz those get hit sometimes and they were sitting still but you just you never know
1: you
0: never know oh so my it was goodness a little, a little stupid and thrilling Oh, we're um, looking up train cars here on Google, Connor. <laughs> Apparently, the all the pictures of train car hopping are from, like, the 1920s, it seems.
2: Yeah, and it looks easy, <laughs> but it really wasn't. And I'm sure we fell, but it's like soft gravel kind of thing. Like, you know, what? Yeah, I was a little just... drunk, so I don't fully remember all of it. Um, I wish I can remember some more things, but naturally being a stoner and a drinker, yes. a lot of it's a bit blurry.
0: Yeah, um, I know. Yeah. I I agree. That's my twenties. It's a decade that's gone now. But um, yeah, that was like honestly intense. And someone I would have yeah just paid money to hang out with in high school. I would like. I liked kids who were different on the edge. And you just seemed like someone I would have been friends with in high school. I was
2: a pretty angry
0: teen who was like, fuck you, everything.
2: Why? Why do I have to wear tights? Because you want me to? Or, you know, like I was very like into questioning everything and getting into arguments about like every – I died on every hill kind of person. But it was really, I guess, to find my own – autonomy and being very, very strong-willed. My poor mother is all I can say.
0: (laughs) That was a pain in the butt. Nice. Um, How do you like reflect on those times now that you have uh, kids of your own? Are you- Yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) Are you- you, Oh, Andrea, I'm going to get
2: mine so bad. (laughs) And that's the thing. Like you have kids and you're like, la, la, la. And then you remember you as a teen. And I'm like, I was honestly such a nightmare of a teenager. I can't. I know I'm going to get mine, like, and I deserve
0: it in a way. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, I but honestly, like I think you'll know how to handle it. Cause you've had the life experience of like, you know, I jumped on the train.
2: Yeah. And oh. I'll know when they're stoned, even though like my mom knew, <laughs> but what are you going to do?
0: Connor's looking up, I think angry. Oh. Teen Coloma, N- no, he's looking up Teen Coloma cool. Nunes. Well, that <laughs> one
2: picture the- that was on Instagram should
0: do it. Does do you remember <laughs> that one? I, I do also <laughs> the steam coming out of the. <laughs> I was angry, but you would only ever know through my journal writing, and that's horrific, and no one will ever read those. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, oh, we found it. Oh, <laughs> this
2: is the picture the moodiest um, team maybe. so like whatever I'm so trying and that's even me pretty young like so I think a lot of this bad stuff happened maybe a couple of years after that
0: nice nice yeah. um, I feel like I sped through those questions because of how excited I was Um, so I'm going to give you a nice do you have anything to promote Paloma anything coming up that you want people to know about or just like general pieces of life advice to leave us on in the season finale <laughs> Oh, my goodness. No pressure. Um, I don't have
2: anything to promote because I've been in uh, Vancouver for the last uh, almost two months working. So um, I guess I could promote that, but like they'll probably have no problems with it. So I get to play a pirate in a new Disney movie uh, for (laughs) Peter Pan and Wendy. So I'm a pirate on the Jolly Roger, which is very, very fun
0: after talking to
2: your so that red beard character thank the you the red beard character has, it's, i
0: feel like it's a bit of long form in that whole interview because the red beard character and all your teenage hijinks and now you're a pirate That's, and now I'm a pirate yeah honestly that perfect.
2: rebel energy really 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 <laughs> it's comes coming in, through in there
0: that's awesome. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Um, thank you so much for being a guest on the season finale of Five Things. We love chatting with you. Um, I have love chatting with everybody this season. It's been such an amazing season. Uh, so lucky to have Connor Lowe in the booth. So lucky to have Bad Dog Theater promoting live comedy. Um, if you want to support the show, yeah, baddogtheater.com slash five things. Um, we'd love for you to smash that like button so I can hear that sound effect one more time. Oh. Whoa, smash yeah. it. Pretty good, right? Yeah, good horn. Um, <laughs> thank you so much. Um, see you around. Maybe check out up hornedupforhorns.com, which I apparently am gonna own after this. New comedy uh, show <laughs> coming to bad dogs. <laughs> <new today. comedy. laughs> oh, I'm so excited. Um, thank you everybody. Have a great week and a great summer. Double vax yourself. Uh I'm Andrew marston and this has been Five Things.